Blessings to you. This is Pastor McGee, and I'm super excited about the word of God that I'm getting ready to bring to you. This word is from none other than the prophetess Diona Benson from the University of Life Church, all the way from Oxford, Mississippi. What a powerful woman of God. What a powerful word of God that she brought Thursday night of our 2019 A Woman's Worth Conference. Your heart's going to be blessed. Your mind's going to be stirred, renewed. And I believe that you're going to be infused with a passion to serve God like never before. Listen to this word.
you don't want in on it, just clear the path, clear. Look at your friend and say, if you don't want in on it, just, just don't get in my way. Come on, don't get in my way. Keep my walking path open. Don't get in my way. This ain't for the ones that want to stand around and look. This ain't for the ones that want to keep talking about what happened. This ain't for the ones that want to pity party. This ain't the ones that still want to be the 12 year old girl. I'm a grown woman and I made it. After all the hell that I've been through, I made it. And I'm walking now. Walking. Walking. Yes, and so he's paralyzed. And the Bible says that is. His friends attempted to bring him in, to lay him before Jesus. Ah, but see, there's a time in our lives, and I'm sure you can uh, uh, relate if you've ever been in such a place, to where everyone's good efforts, you understood what they were doing, and you knew what they meant, and you thank God for the encouraging text messages, and you thank God for all of the effort they put in to get you from that place to another place. But the Bible says that as they tried to bring in this paralyzed man, the Bible says that they could find no way to do it. Wanted to help them, but I... We don't know what to do now. And so scripture says they put their heads together and they said, let's go up top. Let's cut a hole in the roof and we're going to let him down. Ah, uh, Because we know that Jesus is here and he's healing and our friend needs a healing. Come on, that's, you need a good friend that's going to stick with you. Come on, in the, in the place that says, girl, I, I'm going to be right here. And not only am I going to tell you what you need to do, I'm going to take you. I'm going to walk with you and help you do it. Now, that's a real good friend. Ah, don't just text me and tell me what I can do. Come over sometime and help me get there. Don't just tell me, come on, help me, help me, help me. Girl, I pray for you. No, the Bible says something. You got to pray and give them what you got. Come on. When is the last time you really helped me where I was? Come on. Prayer is good. But a good friend, come on. Where's your resources? Where is your mobility? Where is your help? And so he has these friends that then go to the roof to attempt to bring him before Jesus. But as I was reading, God says, understand what they did and understand where the man ended up. And so he ends up coming before Jesus, but the way that he got there wasn't necessarily his friends because, see, there's some things ah, that you have to do alone. And so the Bible says that they assisted in letting him down, but who came through the roof? It wasn't him and his friends. It was him and his stretcher. Come on, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Yeah, they assisted nonetheless, but who was presented before the master was the man and his stretcher. There's going to come a time in your life when the shift really happens. Come on, it is absent of everybody else. It is when you stand before Jesus and just your issue. Oh, when you really meet change, it's going to be with just you and your stretcher. The stretcher, the stretcher, the bed that he had been laying on. The place he had been laying. Anybody know about that place in those type seasons? Ah, a bed of disappointment. Ah, a bed of heartache. A bed of frustration. A bed of resentment. A bed of sickness. A bed of uh, 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 retaliation. Come on, just a bed of anger. Ah, a bed of contention. Ah, I didn't call it out your bed at least twice. Come on, you know, a bed of abandonment. Come on, I'm talking about laying over into your bed that in your paralyzed state that is deeming you incapable of moving. More of us than are saying amen can understand that place. How do we know? Because you've been talking about it for the past 10 years. It's obvious you've been incapable of moving. Every time you open up your you're still crying over the same thing that we thought you said God had healed you over. 
knees. I'm talking about that bed. That uh, it's I wanna move, but I'm stuck. I wanna move, but I am incapable. I'm not talking about you. I've been there. Come on, I can see it, but it's like I can't touch it. I know that it's there, but I'm incapable. The Bible says that he is on his bed, his stretcher. His bed, bed, bed. Oh, but let's talk about this bed for a moment. Uh, it wasn't just a bed. Mm. And I chose this. I thank God for the way that this translation speaks about it. That it wasn't just a bed. And we talk about take up your bed. Uh, but I want to help you tonight. This translation called the bed, I... Uh, somebody got it, kind of. It's clicking to somebody. Uh, that that season, one thing I found is that God doesn't waste pain. No. No. If it was worth you enduring, trust me, you're going to carry that with you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If it was worth you going through, if it was worth him keeping you there, uh-huh. If it was worth that, and no matter how much you cried and said, God, help me, if it be thy will, take this cup and you still had to drink. Trust me, he doesn't waste pain. And so the Bible in this translation says that he was on his stretcher. Look at your neighbor and say it may have been paralyzing, but it was stretching me yeah 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 I may have looked stuck while I was there but just as sure as I stand here tonight I can testify that it was stretching me I wanted to get out and I wanted to break out but now that I stand here tonight I say it was good because it stretched me it stretched me some stuck places are necessary look at your sister and say it's necessary it's necessary yes 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 it paralyzed me and no I couldn't get up in my own strength and I know I lay there powerless and I wanted to move but I could not respond to my want to I know you saw me laying there in dysfunction y'all talked about me a little bit come on I know you saw me laying there in pain come on subliminally you text and you facebooked about it Anybody ever had to, to lay and, 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 and take your rest? 
in a place called cannot, but I'm here to tell you that that place called cannot was stretching you for your I can do all things through Christ. That strengthened me. But see, you had to be in a bed of cannot in order to see with Christ I can. You had to be in a place of sickness to be able to introduce Rafa. You had to be in a place that looked like poverty to be able to preach about Jaira. Come on, it was stretching me. It looked like it was destroying me, but it was just I feel like walking. See, after the stretch has done what it was assigned to do, that's when you feel that getting up. Come on, it just simply says that that stretch is over. Come on, you learned what you needed to learn. You got what you needed to got. So if you testified that you felt like walking, it simply was God saying, baby, it's over. Come on, and now it's time to go on a me his friends and family your friends and family even some of you had spouses that tried to pull you from that place you couldn't explain it you had children and loved ones that wanted to minister you out of that place and you couldn't put words to it you just knew that it was real I ever been in a situation, see, sometimes we can go through some things and I can tell you about it. And then there are certain seasons and maybe it's just me that I don't even know how to put this one into words. I want to tell you why I'm frustrated because I realize my frustration is affecting you, but I can't really put it into words. I want to tell you why I'm crying at the drop of a dime. And trust me, I fight them as hard as I can, but I can't put this into words. Ah, come on. Anybody ever been in that place that you try your best to put on the face that they want you to and you try your best to walk it out but has there ever come a time that for a season I was able to walk through it and for another season I got stuck and I couldn't move come on I wanted to move but I couldn't move out of that place I wanted to move out of snapping on everybody but I, I couldn't move out of that place I wanted to move and stop having such an ugly attitude because the preacher was preaching about it but I couldn't explain why I had an attitude. All I know is that there was something that was immobile, something that was incapable, something I'm preaching about a hard place. I don't know if you don't know what that's like, but I'm talking about one that says, I don't intend to sit here looking stuck, but I don't know how to look any other kind of way. I would love to lift my hands while the praise team is singing, but I'm paralyzed this Sunday. that the members have and just not come. See, y'all got options. You can, you can sit it out this Sunday and you can sit it out next Sunday and you can sit it out for the next three months if you want to. But in my paralyzed state, I have to go with the shame of somebody bringing me in on my stretcher. In my paralyzed state, I don't get to sit in my bedroom with my blinds down. with your childish self cause if I don't you gonna leave I gotta come and hug you just right and you don't know what it's like for me to lift up a paralyzed arm come on ow oh, anybody know what it's like anybody know anybody know uh, I want to but I can't I'd like to but I I just I just can't. Uh, can you imagine 
out of all the opportunities that these friends had to get into Jesus and no matter how much the friends wanted to see friend walking, can you imagine how he felt when in their frustration of not being able to get through the crowd, he probably looked up at them and said, this y'all first time. Come on, I've experienced this disappointment a lot. I know what it's like to get in a place and want something and can't get through the doors. I know what it's like because after all, he was the one laying in the bed. Come on, and no matter how much you think I need it and no matter how much you need it for me, come on, I want it for myself too. Even if I don't show desire. See, the thing about desire sometimes, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Sometimes we can be in a place of desire for so long, I just turn it off. And I go ahead and I lie to myself and say, no, it's okay, I ain't got to have it. Because it makes me feel better than to be disappointed yet once again. Come on, I want to wake up some of your I want to tonight. Because some of y'all went ahead and said, ah, it's okay. It ain't okay. You were paralyzed and you've been sick, but you want it. And it's time for you to get up and go get it. You know you want better for yourself. You know you're not happy with where you are. You ain't got a lot of kick it. Come on, you were just down only for a season. But I feel like walking now. I'm going back to get some of that stuff. I said, no, I don't want it. Yes, I
don't even know what's coming, but can I tell you, whatever it is, it's going to be something you got to have the strength to walk into. We ain't got time, come on, to, to nobody pulling and pushing. You done been to too many doggone conferences and got pushed and pulled. It's time for you now to walk and be the line leader sometimes. It's time for you to pass the tissue and not keep needing it. It's time for you. And if you do, it ain't no sad tears. I'm crying because everything is better now. I'm crying because he did just what he said he would. I'm crying because he did not leave me and he did not forsake me. Now these tears are because everything looks better. right we can do more damage in pursuit of trying to get you better if we miss it any kind of way we can hurt you trying to help you so with the wisdom of God and the strength of God God says see that stretcher your stretcher is anointed. I, uh, I understand that you look at it as affliction. But because it's necessary, then now it is anointed. Because without the anointing of God, affliction could kill anybody. 
some of the things we've gone through. You, you know, you, you, you can die through some of this stuff. Some of you have lived through some things that other people have died from. And uh, yeah, but, but see, when it's necessary and purpose for your life, uh, affliction is not affliction alone. Affliction is then covered and governed by the anointing of God. Uh, and this is why the book of Psalms tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of all. And uh, we stop right there, but the B part of that says, and he protects all of his bones, and not one shall be broken. Oh, come on. Not one shall be broken. And it's saying simply that even in your afflicting time, your affliction cannot harm you because of my protection in the affliction. Some of you just need to look back over your life. Keep it real. You know some of that stuff you talk about. You say things like, and some said and some was keeping me and I don't know how it happened baby understand this at this point tell it right the anointing of God was with me because it's only with God's anointing that I could walk through the fire and not be consumed with the anointing of God is the only way that I could pass through waters and they not overtake me it just doesn't happen like that you go and try to emerge yourself in some water and can't swim and let's see where we read about you at come on and so it just don't happen that way without the anointing and the protection of an almighty God. And so I am sure that these men and another man and a stretcher, you didn't cut a roof, they should have fell through. Something should have happened. But no, the anointing was guiding him that because when it's your time, it's your time. And it was purposed by God that now here is the appointed day, the what I call the after you suffer a little while. Ah, there was Jesus there waiting his arrival, him and his stretcher. That thing that was anointed to, to bring him before Jesus so that all could see what a mighty God we serve. That thing that was anointed to have that same man that got carried in. The Bible says he jumped up and began to praise God all the way home. It's something about when your affliction expiration date comes. It's something about when you feel in your spirit that it is finished, that it's over now. We can say it and we can sing it, but when you feel it hit your spirit. Oh, have you ever had that moment that you felt like you were the only one in the room? You knew that the word was going forth and you heard what the preacher was saying, but there was something about the word that seemed like it was just you, your stretcher, and Jesus saying this day you can get up. You don't need that anymore. This day you can get up. You ain't got to oh, deal with that anymore. This day I have come to stand up in you and command you to get up. Walk. Just that simple. Just that simple. You, we've been up in miracle services. And you know how we got to work with them? The baby steps. Come on. Come on. Everybody clapping. Folks don't know if they're going to fall. Hoping they don't. Nervous that they wobble. Because we don't know what's going to happen. But when Jesus speaks, he didn't have to tell him to scan. Been laying there a while. Be, be careful. Your legs gonna be a little weak. So he came down before Jesus. He already had the power to heal, and he was mesmerized by his faith that you didn't allow that thing. Thank you, Lord. 
see some of you, you, you're in a place and you're feeling a little bitter. But the reality is you've allowed it. Put, to, put you in that place of a, I don't know if he going to do it. No, 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 no. He says that this man was willing to come up down through this roof. What is going on in here? Laid there on a stretcher. Can't all the risk of oh, faith, faith, I'm talking about the God kind of faith. That risk don't matter when I got a word and I'm moving towards my word. Ah, he says, what is this coming? And the Bible says he had already made his, his decision when he saw him coming down. He, he didn't have to get there and, 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 and figure it out. He had already determined that this man Gooden, when he came to get tonight, because it's obvious that he knows what he came to get. See, some of y'all did a whole registration and still don't know what you came to get. I'm just going to go. They said it'd be good. And she give away dough prizes. And you know they do. Some of y'all did all this cutting through the roof. You had to borrow half of it. Come on, you had to budget for it. You did all this cutting through the roof. And you still don't know in your heart that I ain't leaving without my miracle. I can tell by the way you've been praising all night. Sitting up here looking at me like I'm crazy. Because you don't know what you came for. You don't know what he's capable of doing. You ain't
This generation wants the experience and not the God of the experience. But if you want your life changed, I dare you to say, I didn't just come for the experience. Because see, the experience wears off. You go through the right kind of hell, the experience wears off. But when I grow up in the God of the experience, that causes me to be able to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that my labor is not in vain. I come to prophesy to you tonight that it's walking time. Yeah, I, 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 I hear it, I hear it, I hear you, God. He's saying, it's just another way of saying level up. It's walking time, yeah. Raise your standards because this conference will never be the same. Because it's walking time. You have not even matched yet. Even telling us a $12,000 budget. And for some of us in these parts of Mississippi, we just can't understand stuff like that. The mentality that has to be broken. Poverty. Can't believe. Don't want will go and sow into others who are walking in the vision that we're trying to birth out. We'll travel but not sow into our soil. It's a mentality that has to be broken off of the territory, the state. That mentality is not a them and us it's a mentality. But I feel in my spirit that where you are right now, even with this conference, is nowhere near your vision. Uh, 12,000. See, you realize that's just the least I can tell them. But God says, get up and because what you were created to birth out is to break what was on this region. There is an anointing uh, to cultivate ground of wealth. It has always been in you. Perceive that you are a numbers person. You can figure it up and figure it out in a minute. And God is saying what he's going to build through you. Uh, see, that was a season that you felt incapable of moving. Some of that was things God had to process out of you. But a portion of that was chains that were wrapped around you from the territory. Not just you, your husband, the ministry. Uh, you had been inflicted by the chains of people's mentality, and a lot of it was people that were following you. It wasn't just community, it was followers. And see, it's, it's, it's a very disheartening thing when I am chained by those that's following me. But I come to speak to you tonight to let you know that that season is over. I come to speak to you tonight and tell you that never again will you be paralyzed or put on pause because of what others can't receive. See, because you've been put on pause for a while. And about 
about three years ago, uh, I, I, I sensed that there was all oh, what you wrestled with, what you wrestled with, even as it related uh, to, to, to the oil that you know that God has given you. But there was a season that you said, I'm not going to deal with this, and I'm not going to do this. I, I'll, I'll pour my oil into my home and my family, make sure my children are good, make them successful, men and women, but I'm not going to spill my oil on people that don't want to open up their lid. And I sensed that there was a, a great struggle that now you are coming up out of. Uh, you, you, your head is, it's, you, you're coming back, you're coming back. But God says, it's not just a coming back. You're about to take off in a way that you've been dreaming about for a very long time. It is not just in your role as a pastor or pastor's wife. I'm talking about you as a woman. Yes, there is restitution for you. Yes, yes, there is multiplication that belongs to you. And there was a season that maybe they couldn't handle it. But God says, I hear you, God, through the word of the man of God. He has been cultivating this ground for a long time. And those that have not absorbed the faith principles and this that you have been trying to pour out on your people, God says going into this next year, no longer can you be put on pause because of the poverty mentality that this is a season that you're about to flourish beyond where you are. They're trying to figure out a little building and all these things. God says there's so much more. And he says for me to tell you that 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 has been carrying you, you're about to carry it. And those that want it, they coming after you. And those that want to complain, don't be put on pause again. I hear God telling me to tell you, you're going to have to close your eyes and close your ears because there's going to be a part of your heart that says, well, maybe God says, no, you did that long enough and you did it until it about dried you up. And he says, but this season, you got oil and there's some that want it. There's some that's trying to figure it out. God says, you can't worry about it. Let them grow up together, but you got to keep walking and you got to keep pouring. And that that you have envisioned for next year, I hear God say, scratch that and do what you really want to do. Because you've been saying, see, when we get this, we'll be able to do what God says, no, you're about to tap into what you really want to. 2020, your vision is
I declare the strength of God for you to get up and walk. there's a relationship that you know that you need God to give you strength to shake just come right here there's two of you there's two it's a relationship Pastor McGee, throw your head up, I say. 